0: Good morning and welcome to the morning chat with Ed Ballinger here on 97.7 FM, 1450 AM WAOV in Vincennes, 97.3 FM in Washington. Glad you could be with us. Our first guest this morning, Steve Gray from Old Town Players. Good morning. Good morning. Ed. How are you today? I'm doing good. You? Oh, I'm doing just fine. And uh, first of all, glad you could be with us this morning. And between Steve and I, we're going to try to keep our voices going. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's winter congestion and flu and colds and stuff. Oh my gosh!
0: <laughs> okay. Well, again, we're glad you're here this morning, and of course, uh, talking about Old Town Players and their latest production—something uh, we we know about.
1: I think almost everybody knows about.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, Christmas
1: story. A Christmas story. All right. Um, you've done this before. Nine years ago. Was it it it. nine years ago? Nine years ago. I mean, in some ways it seems longer, and otherwise it seems like it was just yesterday. But yeah, we did it nine years ago at Old Town Players Community Theater. And uh, one of my favorite shows, one of the best I've ever done. And it's going to be another great one. I'm really pleased with the cast that we have and the way that everything's come together. And, uh, of course, it's bulletproof, you know. It's just such a classic story. Everybody watches it multiple times during the year, let alone just Christmas Day or coming up on the Christmas season. And this is a chance to see it live. See, I mean, it's based very, very much on the movie. Of course, it was a book first and turned into a screenplay. uh, But it's very faithful to the movie. Um, So, yeah, people should come out and check it out because it's going to be a lot of fun.
0: You know, Steve, uh, I think back, you say, nine years ago, Mason Trent was Ralphie back then, right? Right. And now he's a senior in high school.
1: Yeah. That, that tells
0: you how far back it gives was. Gives you pause.
1: You know, it's like, well, am I going to have anybody come reprise their roles? like, <laughs> not any kids. Can't do the they kids. They might come back as an adult, but they won't come back as yeah. a kid. Yeah. Well, it is a great show.
0: And it used to be where it would be on one time and everybody would watch it. Now it's like a continuous loop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i mean you can't miss it yeah
1: right it's like i got the dvd at home but i don't need to need it because i just stream it or watch it on broadcast because they run it so much you know but that's okay because you're you said it's bulletproof it is it is uh it's a slam dunk. And it's one of those movies you can watch over and over again. Right. I mean, it's kind. Of, I remember when we were kids, you know, they'd run Peter Pan every year on Walt Disney. Uh-huh. He'd watch it every year, you but, know? And for it's, it's,
0: me, it was it's Wizard of Oz. It's cla- I knew yeah, it. Yeah. When it, Wizard of yeah, right. Oz was on,
1: I watched it, because once a year. It's classic. It's mm-hmm. an event, you mm-hmm. know? And that's kind of the category this this movies this play is in. So, yeah.
0: Right. But anyway, uh, what's great about this is, especially for us, is I think we can take a little bit more pride in it, because... It does take place in Indiana. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's right. You know, and, and I think just that alone, mm-hmm. you know, we, we say, oh, yeah, well, yeah, it's in the region, but
1: it's in Indiana. It's funny you watch it, and, you know, and they talk about the Higbee's department store and the line. Yeah, uh, Ralph, adult Ralph is telling the story, and he's saying the line at the for Santa Claus was stretched back to Terre Haute, Indiana. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I know it. It was great.
0: Okay, so anyway, what made you decide to go back to this classic?
1: Well, it was a popular one. We've talked about it for a while. Normally, we'll wait 12, 10, 12, 15 years before we repeat a show, but this one was so popular. I mean, it was kind of really popular demand more than anything else because people just wanted to see it again. It's classic. I mean, there are a lot of Christmas great Christmas shows out there, but of course, this is one of the, one of the ones that tops the list. And for me, I've done several uh, Christmas. Most of the shows I've done over the last ten years have been at Christmas, and I was kind of going through what I wa- already gone through what I wanted to do, and this one came around, and everybody was just real positive about it. So it's time to do it again. When does it open? Opens uh, December eighth, so it runs uh, two weekends: Friday, Saturday, Sunday, starting December eighth. And we have a 7 p.m. show on Friday and Saturday and a 3 p.m. matinee show on Sundays. And uh, we do, uh, I'm going to throw this out, we do have a special performance. It's not open to the public, but we were approached by the Community Kitchen Organization to do a special fundraising show on Thursday, December 7th, which is a dress rehearsal for us, but now is a dress rehearsal show. So uh, they have a dinner at the Fort Knightley. Uh They have special chefs uh, coming in to prepare the meal, 5.30 p.m. at Fort Knightley, and then we have the 7 p.m. show at our theater. Uh, tickets are uh, $65 a plate or four fifty if you want to buy a table. I don't know if there are tickets left. I tried to find out before I came here but hadn't heard, but uh, I know it's going to be real popular. They do have a VIP package for $100 a plate. You can get transportation by the Hoosier cruisers mm-hmm. to the show. And a VIP snack pack yeah. uh, for the show, too. So um, that's coming up on Thursday, December 7th. Contact the Knox County Public Library, at their website for tickets at kcpl.lib.in.us. Yeah, we
0: had Tiffany on yesterday, her and Emily okay, cool. talking about it, and it was like, wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and uh, Tiffany brought us some uh, pumpkin biscuits. Oh,
1: yeah. My God. <laughs> to die for <laughs> right.
0: but anyway i mean i i think that is a great organization and a great group now oh. we got we got two wonderful uh nonprofits working together i, I mean, know
1: I, yeah and they i mean they're so great and jamie dugan she's done so much to help us out of course with with the youth programming that we're doing with the after school program starting in january i mean she helped put that together with the grant money that we're getting and all that and she helped put this together and they've invited us to be in the christmas parade tomorrow night. We're going to be on their float, our cast and crew will be on it and recreating a kitchen scene from uh, from the play. And uh, they'll be walking along, handing nut candy and, and kind of stuff. And and uh, it's going to be fun at the parade tomorrow. All right. Good, good. All right. So anyway, that is
0: a special performance on the 7th, but the one that the public starts is the 8th. Starts on the 8th. Right? All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, you know, we talked about you one wait 10, 15 years usually, but You have so many new cast members who weren't around Mm -hmm. when you did it the first time. Are you seeing a new influx of New faces this time oh, around. Definitely,
1: definitely. Of course, all of the kids are new, mm-hmm. and it's just it's fun to work with these kids. I mean, some of them are just so talented. It's like wow, it's just an outlet for them. You know how some of them you don't even have to hardly coach. You know, they kind of know the drill. You know, so and the other and other kids, you know, it's new for them. So you get to teach and and hopefully they learn and maybe that's something they'll take into their uh, later years and uh, in, in one fashion or another. So uh, it's a real treat. Get some uh, new adults into we do. One returning cast member, uh, Max Colston, played the old man in nine years ago and he's doing it again. He's even older, (laughs) like me. (laughs) You know, yeah, even older man. Did you
0: direct it the first time?
1: I directed the first time, yeah. Okay, all
0: right. So this is. You know,
1: I got into this and I thought, oh, this is going to be so easy. I did it once before. No. (laughs) I mean, I had some stuff from the previous show, but it was like, it's a. You're starting all over again, really. I mean, because some things change. You know, you don't have all the same furniture you have different people you know those types of things so I, it's just as much work as, as if i hadn't done it before okay.
0: okay now i want people to understand this is still set back in the is
1: it 60s or 50s well like 40s that. 50s, 50s. Yeah. yeah no we're real we're real loosey-goosey on the time frame but I, mean, I mean,
0: you know i just can't remember yeah. i i thought it was like the early 50s but maybe, right so or maybe my but but is that we're still keeping it in that yeah. kind of time frame it's
1: not a current day thing okay yeah, right. but we're kind of you know, we're not real specific on the time frame, and there's no dates mentioned or anything. Like because
0: that. I read one time this uh, last couple of years that they had talked about an updated version of mm-hmm. a Christmas story, and yeah. I'm thinking that would lose the charm. And yeah, I mean, I mean you know, you, you think about the things that happened. You know, everything from the lampshade. Yeah, I mean, you know, to the to the ice pole. I mean, I mean, just right. you know to. I hate to say it, Ralph getting in that fight. Yeah, yeah. him <laughs> the, the BB gun. I mean, everything, it, it would be different. I just it's don't know.
1: messing the with the original in my mind. I mean, there are just some things that probably shouldn't be redone. Right. I know they remade it as a TV movie. I think they did it later on when Ralphie was older. Never saw any of those. Didn't want to see them. No, I mean, You know, it's just like, uh, it's classic's too good, you know. And there, when I did it nine years ago, there's a musical version. I was going to do the musical, and it's not quite the same. I mean it's the same gist, you know, but I'm glad I didn't. I just I'm glad I just did the regular play cuz that's kind of really what everybody wanted to see.
0: Was it hard to get a cast?
1: Uh no, I mean sometimes you're like, "Oh man, I don't have this. I got to reach out to some people here. I don't have somebody for this character cuz sometimes you just got to have a certain age or a certain um whatever, you know, for, and not everybody just anybody will fit a role. Mm-hmm. But uh, I do have a little bit of stunt casting in the show. Uh, what's that we had a kid that couldn't do a role and i won't say which one it is and i had to bring someone in and i'll just say this uh, he's quite a bit older but uh i shouldn't say it no but i've got somebody (laughs) because it's too funny i don't want to ruin it okay but um scott farkas is going to be different we'll just put it that way people will have to come and see (laughs) okay all right okay
0: okay um now the thing is with this play, there's narration in the mm-hmm. movie. Right. From Ralphie. I mean, mm-hmm. and okay. Right. How do you do that with the play? I mean, do you still use the narration or do you?
1: We still do the narration. And uh, we have uh, uh, Steve Gregory, uh, who's an optometrist over in Washington. He's been in several of our plays. And he does a great job. He is, he's narrating it. And he's moving around different spots around the stage. We just don't want him standing in one spot. He got kind of kind of monotonous so he's moving around all over the place you know he's talking about but the story but you can see him but, you can but you, he's there Okay. sometimes he's standing right next to his younger self and just kind of pointing to this oh open road for boys magazine oh it was my favorite you know and all these types of things so he's moving around and telling the story while we're seeing it it's sort of like a Scrooge type of a yeah. Christmas Carol kind of a way you know so um, so okay. it's really cool
0: oh I, I was just curious about that because you know in the movie you don't see it
1: yeah in, you know and he's a character Character, you're seeing older Ralphie interact. You know, kind of telling the whole story.
0: Yeah, you know, Dermot Gavin was just—he was unbelievable in that. So,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: So, I mean, wow, wow, just wow. <laughs> but it was a great, great movie. It's a great play. Uh, when did you know you wanted
1: to do this, though? Uh, this particular play. Uh-huh. Um, ever since I did it the first time. <laughs> okay. I mean, I thought, you know, some, if we do this again, I want to do it again. And I'd, very frankly, I was, wor- I was a little worried about trying, it was so good the first time. I was a little worried about, well, maybe it won't be as good the second time. What, what, number one, the source material. Mm-hmm. And number two, the people I've got helping, and, and not just on stage, but off stage. Our tech help, and, and uh, my assistant director, Ansel Selby, has been fantastic. She's helped so much. Um, she's done so much. And, you know, I, no worries about that. You know, it's like, no, nah, it's going to be great. I'm not, not worried about that at all.
0: Okay, let's take a break. We'll have more after this on WAOV.
2: Welcome back
0: to the Morning Chat with Ed Ballinger on WAOV. Steve Gray from All Town Players, our guest this segment. Of course, the story opens up on December the 8th. And get your tickets and uh, plenty of places to get them at or get them at the door.
1: Yeah, you can buy them at the door. Uh, they're $15 uh, for adults, and they are $12 for seniors, 16 up, and for students, five dollars $5 for children under 13. Um, but a lot of people take advantage of this. They can get their tickets at a number of locations for $2 off the adult and senior student price, not the children, but uh, $2 off at uh, Save-A-Lot, see if I can remember them all, First Vincent Savings Bank, Impressed Coffee, and the VU Bookstore. Mm -hmm. And I think I might be forgetting one. I work. Did I say I works? Yeah.
0: Okay, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: So um, they can get uh, tickets there, and they are general admission tickets. Uh, so uh, it's first come, first co- uh, serve as a seating. We do have premium seating if you like nice, comfy chairs for an extra five bucks. You can get one of those front row center, not front row, but you know, mid row center seats that are really comfy for five bucks. And that's first come, first serve. Okay. All right. Let's talk about cast. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we have a cast. <laughs> And uh, of course, it'd be a little tougher to put on a show without one, wouldn't huh? it? Yeah. Uh, as I said, Steve Gr- uh, Gregory is playing uh, the role of Ralph Parker as an adult. And the, I'm, I'm not going to give all the names. There's too many people in the show, but I'll give the the main characters. Uh, Quinn Jones is playing Ralphie uh, Parker uh, as a kid. And he's fantastic. Uh, as I said, Max Colson's playing the old man. Lydia Jones, is mother, and Jace Lang is playing uh, Randy. Uh, Ralphie's a little brother, so uh, his best friends are Flick and Schwartz, uh, Austin Lau and Arjun Karana, uh, respectively. Emily Bible as Esther Jane, uh, Ab- Abby Lau as um, Helen, and we have Kathy Mooney playing Miss Shields. And got to throw in there Joshua Pack, who's doing a great job. He's playing our guy because he does multiple roles. He's a delivery guy. He's a tree lot guy. He's the he's the cowboy, right? Red mm-hmm. Rider that's in oh, R- Ralphie's imagination.
2: Yes, you
1: know, talking about the value, the moral values, and the and the BB gun and be a man and all those kinds of things. So, um, so yeah. And Dennis Steckley's playing our Santa. So, uh, I went there and told pretty much most of the cast anyway. I still have some other kids in the show, but uh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's a great group of people.
0: Yeah, and and let's be honest, kids bring it bring crowds
1: they bring crowds i mean they bring family they do absolutely and We love that at more otp than once, more than once <laughs> and more than once that helps the ticket sales and uh, we do need that so uh yeah income from ticket sales is only like 20 percent of our income we rely on grants and advertising and those types of things contributions from individuals and corporations businesses so uh it's an important part but yeah it takes a lot takes a lot to keep up that building and run the organization
0: wow you know it's exciting because uh Again, when you do something that people are familiar with, mm-hmm. you know, and I and I think sometimes I think, okay, let's go. Get, I remember seeing it. Now, when, is it is it fair to compare the movie to this play?
1: I think it's fair. Okay. Yeah, I mean, there's movies you can't do that, obviously, no. or books like Forrest Gump is a lot so much different than the movie. Um, both are great pieces of art, but mm-hmm. you know, nah. uh, but this one compares very favorably. Okay. I don't think either side would be upset with the interpretation right
0: and the other thing is it's a holiday movie Mm -hmm. okay? and it's the holidays and it's family right I mean there's a lot going for it
1: yeah a lot of touchstone pieces uh, and and themes and ideas are are in this play I mean it's not just comedy I mean it talks about the value of family uh, the value of the holidays the meaning of Christmas all these kinds of things so many things it touches on that uh, really people really respond to
0: good good all right so anyway, that is December 8th, 9th, and 10th at 7 o'clock on Friday, Saturday, 3 o'clock on Sundays. That's correct. Okay. On both weekends. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there, now, there is news, uh, really exciting news for Old Town Players and actually your theater. Uh, the basement is going to be used for a teen center.
1: That's right. That's right. We are uh, getting funding from a help program, some grant money that Jamie Dugan helped us uh, get. And uh, we're using the theater uh, several days a week. Uh, I think it's four days a week um, after school programming. And uh, they're, uh, they're basically using our basement. And they're helping us make some renovations, you know, some locks on doors and, you know, some building some walls and putting in a washer and dryer And we've had help from the community. Uh, uh, First Vincent Savings Bank is putting in a washer dryer for it. They're paying for that. Um, And we're getting grant money to help support the theater uh, by uh, allowing this programming there. And it's being staffed uh, by uh, social workers. And uh, we'll have a police officer available there. And uh, there'll be programming. And it's open for kids to just have fun. And they'll have some programming and stuff, too. But basically, I think three to six or something like that after school several days a week and uh, there's just a lot of latchkey kids that don't have anywhere to go that don't have parent their parents are working maybe it's a single parent family and they just they they need there's there's statistics that show there's a lot of uh, delinquency and those types of things happening because of this gap in time after school and this creates some uh, guidance some uh, opportunity things to do for kids that maybe they wouldn't have otherwise so it's a really valuable program when
0: will this kick off
1: Uh, We're looking at early January. We still have to put the floor in, I think, January 4th or something like that. So it's probably going to end up being mid-January before we get started.
0: Yeah. I was just wondering also, uh, these kids, maybe they go out to uh, Clark or South Knox Middle School or whatever, and if they need rides, have we started to work on that?
1: I think that's something they're doing. I mean, we're not involved. I mean, um, you know, for us, we don't have the manpower to really do all that. I'm glad that they're doing it, and that's their thing because they're good at it and they know what they're doing you know we're kind of really the tenant you know or not the tenant but the landlord i guess yeah. you would say uh, on the program so we maintain the facility and and uh, oversee that and they they do the programming everybody wins on this everybody everybody I mean, I mean it's grant money that's well spent it helps us it helps kids it helps families you know i mean it's a win win
0: yeah and those kids actually if they want to go upstairs and see like what it looks like to be in a
1: well, theater? we talked that about well? that. I mean, we can end up with some volunteers down the sure, road here. I sure. mean, we got some kids who might get interested in what we're doing, and you know, in a way that we don't really have now because we don't really have, other than this kind of show we're doing now, any children's real programming. We'd like to do children's theater and those types of things, but you got to have somebody that's going to head it up and all that, and it's not something we have right now. So this can help bleed into really getting some, you know, training some future talent. Mm-hmm. So.
0: I mean, uh, in all places, I would never have thought about the basement at Old Town Players.
1: I, yeah, I'm glad they did because, I mean, I wouldn't have either if I wouldn't already involved in it. Yeah. You know, it's just like one of those opportunities that come along, like, what can we use our basement for? Well, number one, it's not real great looking right now because all of our funding has to go into the theater, the building, the roof, the whatever. Mm. And we just never had the financial ability to really improve the basement and then this comes along so for us alone it's just great from that standpoint but uh, to be a community service and uh, to be involved in the community in this way is, is just it's fantastic
0: see even on our ages we grew up with teen centers mm-hmm. there's always a teen center yeah okay so now it's like bringing something back mm-hmm. that that's productive right you know, and just a great idea. Yeah,
1: they're not just staring at their phone somewhere, you know. back or playing Cali video or, games. Or, you know, sitting at McDonald's or whatever. You know, there's something that's organized and planned for them.
0: Okay. Once again, a Christmas story coming up. What should the audience look for?
1: Um, they don't have to really look for anything. It's going to be presented to them. They just have to enjoy the show. And if they've never seen it, I mean, if there might be one or two people on this planet who have not seen <laughs> a Christmas story. Uh, they're going to be blown away. Uh, but if they, if you do know the story like most people do, I think you're going to be thoroughly entertained on this. And, and I won't even call it, a, it's, it's an interpretation, but I mean, it's so faithful that I think they're really going to enjoy it. And to see it live, and to see the real scenes, you know, not just on film, not just on a small screen TV, boom, here on stage. I want to
0: give a shout-out because you have a lot of kids in this play mm-hmm. to the parents. They're the ones yeah. that have to bring them to rehearsals. They're yeah. the ones that have to read lines. The I'm younger ones,
1: them. they have to sit there and, you know, and just wait for them or whatever and work with them at home because they do require, you know, it's not like adults where you just study your lines on your own. They need help with those kinds of things. And we've had some great parents really just really pitch in and help out. I'm
0: amazed how these kids remember these lines.
1: Yeah, it is. I can't
0: remember my keys. (laughs) (laughs) I can't. I mean, it's just they're amazing.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, uh, Steve Gregory, his lines. Of course, he's Ruffy, and he's. uh, uh, When we did it before, we had someone that was doing the narrator, and they they had to drop out of the show two weeks before it started. So Rick Riggins came in and did it, and we had him reading for the book because he didn't have time to learn all those lines. It was too short a time frame, but it worked out just fine. But Steve, no, he's got it all memorized, man. He's he's already great. I mean, I, you know, we're not even ready to open. He's he's got it down. So, no. but yeah, and then Ralphie. Ralphie's of course, you know, he's got a lot of lines, right? And he's his character, characterization, is great, and you know, remembers lines and all those. It's uh, uh, it's really great.
0: righty. again, uh, then this. Uh then we just, the next show, I
1: guess, is February? So. Uh, next, uh, April. Is it April? Is
0: it really?
1: Uh, let me see here. I got it right in front of me. Yeah, April 5th. Oh, okay. So uh, you think have, you a lickety have, split.
0: Okay, you have a little bit of a break then.
1: Yeah, we kind of go dark a little bit for most of the winter because uh, the heating costs are so high. Yeah. That way we don't have to heat the theater through the worst part of the right, winter. Right. So we, we plan for a gap in there for that reason because the utilities, are just, that old building, is just. Yeah, you know, it gets pretty expensive, so we can yeah. save a little money there, and and then we've lost shows from bad weather. You know, like had can lose whole shows no. by not you know because of ice and snow and all. So uh, it's better to have that that little gap there. All right, you ready for this? I'm ready.
0: All righty, again, Christmas story coming up opens up on December the eighth at All Town Players. Yep. Steve, thank you for stopping by. Appreciate it. Good thank luck. Thank
1: you so much, Ed. Thanks.
0: All right, say two more in the morning
2: chat coming up on WAOV. Welcome back to the Morning Chat with Ed
0: Ballinger, 97.7, 1450 AM, WAOV in Vincennes, 97.3 FM in Washington. Our next guest, we have the reigning Ileana Watermelon Queen, Abby Niehaus, with us in the studio. Good morning. Good morning, Ed. How are you? I'm doing fine. How are you doing?
3: I'm doing great. Thank Uh, you. All righty.
0: So this has been a pretty big year for you, hasn't yes, it? Yes,
3: that's true. Yep. As the Ileana Watermelon Queen, I've been pretty busy, but oh. it's been a very fun year. Okay.
0: Let's go back to the night you were crowned. Yes. Okay. That's, that's always fun to talk about. Yeah. Okay. Uh, where were you crowned at? In French Lake. In Lick? French Lake. Okay. yes. All right. Did you think you had a shot?
3: Yeah. I, I felt confident in myself, but I, I went up against a lot of other good girls, and it was good competition last year.
0: Okay. All right. What made you want to get into this?
3: So I actually, my sister-in-law, Kate Neehouse. it's weird saying Kate Niehaus instead of Ellerman, but <laughs> Kate Niehaus, she was the Ileana Watermelon Queen in 2017, I believe. And so ever since I knew her, I just kind of wanted to be the Watermelon Queen just like her. And so I did it and now I'm Queen. So it's been quite, quite a blast.
0: Yeah. So w- when you got named, were you shocked?
3: Yes. Yeah. I was, it was a very fun night. I almost was crying. It was, it was pretty cool.
0: Okay. Who are your parents?
3: My parents are David and Maggie Niehaus. All right.
0: Good. All right. Want to give them a shout out? Yep.
3: Yeah. Good morning, mom and
0: dad. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, good. By the way, we are taping this uh, uh, a few days early because of your busy schedule. We understand that. We appreciate you doing this. Um, let's talk, let's move on now. You get crowned the queen. Okay. It's like, all right, now I can celebrate, but actually it's time to go to work
3: yes that's what it comes down to isn't it? yep this is a job it's a a job i do a lot of uh, weekend promotions but this whole year it's just been busy with promotions and just doing a lot of different things for the watermelon but at the end of the day this is a job that i do
0: okay now you actually finished up your schooling while you were queen right yes
3: that is correct how
0: hard is that
3: it wasn't very hard. I mean, they're very flexible with school and with the Watermelon Association. School comes first, and this is actually a scholarship pageant that we do, so they recognize the importance of school.
0: Okay, all right. I just, that I don't know if people understand that that overlap could be tough. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I've talked with a few other girls who've had this crown, and you know, it's it's about it'd be organized. Mm-hmm. Okay, yes. that's why I would be terrible. I mean, organization <laughs> is not one of my better skills, but. You've had to become organized, haven't you?
3: Yep, that is true. Yeah, I had to stay on top of my schoolwork because I wanted to stay good in school and also be the watermelon queen at the same time.
0: Okay, and then you graduate from Murray State. Yes. Okay, and then you get yourself a job. Mm-hmm, Yeah. another job.
3: Yep, I have a big girl job now, and so I actually work up in Indianapolis for a construction company.
0: All right, so, so you actually have two jobs.
3: Yes, that but, is correct.
0: But one of them is mostly on the weekend though, would you say?
3: Yeah. The watermelon queen is basically on the weekend and that's been pretty much, we're pretty busy from the end of June until I'd say the end of August. Cause that's when watermelon season is in full swing. Yeah. Uh,
0: and I've seen, you know, I'm not a big Facebook person. I but I'll gander once in a while. And I've seen pictures of how active you are. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you go from event to event to event. you know, in the big cities, the smaller towns, do you like parades?
3: Yep. We actually have one December 1st, the parade, the Christmas parade down here.
0: Oh, cool. All right. So you're in that one, right? Yep. I'll be
3: at that. Okay. But do you like going to parades? Yeah. I like doing, I do parades and then I like going to them too. I like getting the candy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, that's good. That's good. All right. So uh, you've been to parades. You've been to also grand openings of stores. Or, or, or I don't know, maybe they're not grand openings, but promotions at stores. Yeah, we
3: do promotions at stores. That's one of our bigger things that we do. So in July and August, whenever it's watermelon season, we like to go in the stores and we teach all of the consumers about watermelon and the health benefits of it. And so it's pretty cool actually going to the store and teaching them all about watermelons.
0: Let me tell you, can I tell you a story real quick? Yeah, I think you'll find this one really interesting. This was, oh my goodness, um, maybe 10 years ago, I was at home. My sister lives in Rochester, New York calls me she's at a restaurant and I go what's up she goes I just hit at this restaurant she goes by the way I'm having a Decker melon in Rochester New York and she goes where's Decker I go 15 minutes to the south <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's like wow it is, I, I crazy. Mean, it, yeah. it is crazy
3: everybody knows Knox County watermelons they do
0: and that's what I'm thinking you know but living in this county we don't realize how far it goes out. I mean, just and and I'm just saying to myself, wow, that's incredible. Yeah. That's amazing. But that's why we have you promoting this. Even though we live in Knox County, I'm I'm sure a lot of us, you know, still don't know the impact this has, Mm -hmm. you know, on people.
3: Yeah. And we also, so we represent Indiana and Illinois watermelons. Yeah. I'm sorry about that. Yeah. No, but Knox County is big growers. And so we are very proud here in Knox County of all of our watermelons.
0: Before you Decided to go on this pageant. Did you know a lot about watermelon, or did did Abby have to go to Watermelon 101?
3: I had to go to Watermelon 101. Actually, I did go to one in Orlando. We did queen training, so I learned all about watermelon there. And this year, I've learned so much about watermelons. We did farm tours. That's part of one of our promotions. We actually get to go on the farm and learn with the growers about the watermelon, so that
0: we can teach others. We have great families who do watermelon. I mean, they're they're, they're wonderful people, Uh, and. I know. I'll tell you what. It's my favorite time of year for for uh, fruits and vegetables. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody likes the summer, but man, watermelon you can't beat.
3: Yep, you can have watermelon all year
0: round. Yeah, yep. yeah, you can. We just can't grow it all year round. <laughs> no. yeah, okay. yeah. All right. So you basically you're a spokesperson for the industry.
3: Yes, that okay, is correct.
0: That represents the two states. Mm-hmm. Now, that means you have to learn a little bit about Illinois because you're a Hoosier.
3: Yep. Okay. I'm a Hoosier. Yeah.
0: Okay. There, no. I mean, you have to go cross the way and you have to learn a little bit about the state of Illinois. hmm Is that tough?
3: No. I mean, I enjoy learning. And so I learn every day. And we actually did a promotion over in Illinois in Chicago. And so that was pretty neat, too, getting to talk to different people who aren't biased to Indiana watermelons,
0: too. Okay. All right. Well, and I think it's great. Now, and I don't know the history, and I have to ask somebody, is, has it always been with Illinois? the two states or at one time, was it just Indiana? I, I don't, know. I believe
3: it was separate at one point. Okay. And then they joined. Okay.
0: All right. Now, so you are the queen of the two states. Yes. Okay. You have a obligation for a year. Yes. Okay. Now this is kind of interesting because I didn't realize it until we talked earlier, even though you've got to be here for a year and you're going to give up your crown, you're going to take it back. To go to nationals.
3: Yep, that's true. I compete for nationals in February in Arizona. So hopefully, whenever I'm talking to you next time, I'm the national watermelon queen.
0: Oh, okay. I like that. Would you Would you come back here if you were? Oh yeah. Oh okay. Definitely. All right. All yeah. Right. Okay. Good. So that's kind of a different, but I understand why. You know, it's so. Um, we'll we'll talk a little bit more about the nationals here in a little bit, but I do want to ask you about your year. Okay, you, you met a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, can you name some famous people around the state or people you know, people may know of
3: Ross Chastain, he's the watermelon driver and that's what everyone knows him as. And
0: so we actually, I knew you were going to say him. I know. Yeah. i my yeah. first guest. Okay.
3: <laughs> yeah. So that was really cool to meet him and we got to do actually a promotion with him. We got to watch the Xfinity race that he did. Okay, so good. That was really
0: neat. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sure you've met a lot of dignitaries and, you know, um, a lot of political people, I'm sure. And, uh, but I I get the feeling that the kids are probably the funnest, aren't they? Oh,
3: yeah. Yeah, it's really cool whenever you, like, hand a kid a piece of watermelon they just light up. It's so fun seeing that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. I mean, wow. You know, you were down here for our watermelon festival that mm-hmm. the chamber does. Yep. I mean, so you really don't have to sell us in Knox County. You know, we know about watermelon, yeah. but it's just pushing it other places. Maybe north of Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. Maybe, you know, a lot of people up north maybe around the Fort Wayne area or South Bend or whatever, they don't know as much about watermelon as we do.
3: Yeah, and that's what, we do promotions actually up in Indianapolis too. So we did some up in Fishers and Carmel. And then actually, it was funny because I did a promotion here in Vincennes and there was people from out of town and they came and I was just bragging about our watermelons, saying how good they were. And we give samples. And so I was like, just try one. And so they tried it. And he went and got his wife and he's like, we're just staying in a hotel. We're not going to eat this whole watermelon. And I got him. He bought a watermelon and he took it back to the hotel. He had to buy a knife too and everything. <laughs> But yeah, and he just could not believe how good the watermelons were. So oh. it's just crazy how how much of an impact it is. Okay,
0: gotta ask you. Here in Knox County we got two watermelons. You know, to me I call it the traditional one. Then we get that red sweet one, right? Mm-hmm. Which is your favorite?
3: I like the black diamond. Oh. That's my favorite. Oh. <laughs> Which one's
0: yours? The, the traditional one. It just, yeah. I mean, but... Because it's, it's sweet. The, yeah. You know, but black diamond. Thank Yeah, you. black
3: diamond. But yellow is good. Have you ever tried oh. a yellow watermelon? Watermelon's not yellow. <laughs> <laughs> it can come in all different colors. I know. There's can. orange, yellow, red. Yeah. but it, But in Ed's world...
0: There's one color, yeah, the red one, you know, yeah. that I can't help a lot of knowledge up here. So, but that's true. I mean, I've seen them, at the, especially our watermelon festival. You see oh, yeah. all the different colors. There's so
3: many different ones. I yeah. know it. People think it's pineapple. And I was like, no, it's, it's watermelon. Just a yellow
0: watermelon. <laughs> yep. Okay. Well, anyway, I, that's just my opinion, but I do buy a lot. And I did buy a black diamond one mm-hmm. th- just to be fair. It was Okay.
3: Those are my favorite.
0: Are they? Yeah. Okay. Well, so, and I, I know a lot of people like them too. Yeah. So, all right. Um, so now you say you're a, uh, you work for a construction company. Yes, that's okay. true. What yeah. do they think about you being a queen of watermelon? Oh,
3: they always talk about it. I'm pretty sure every single day gets brought up about me being the watermelon queen.
0: Yeah. yeah. Do they ask you how far you can spit.
3: Yep, they actually have, and <laughs> I'm not very good at it, to be honest. I'm not the best. I've never won the competition. <laughs> okay.
0: Well, you know, say, okay, guys. Put some seeds in your mouth. Let's see how far you go. Yeah, it's pretty tough, actually. Now, do you bring them watermelon?
3: No. Well, I have actually one time I brought it, and then I actually have seen them out and about at my promotions. They've came and saw me there too, which was pretty neat. That's
0: cool. Yeah. That's, that's So it's a it, they tease you, but they're proud of you. Kind yeah, of thing. they yeah. are. Yeah. Wow. But that's something you know. You can, around, you know, 20 years from now, you can say, "I was a watermelon queen." Yep,
3: that's my fun fact. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's what you to be known for, exactly. Huh? Yep, oh, yep. Okay. Well, it's kind of interesting how the people around you now. Your family, of course, I'm, I'm sure very supportive.
3: Oh yeah. All yep. Right. And I think there's going to be two two watermelon queens in the family. The nieces. They're probably going to be the next one in what ten or fifteen years. Oh, <laughs> they got a while.
0: I don't think I'll be interviewing <laughs> them, but that's okay. <laughs> so you'll have to tell them then. Okay? Yeah. Well, yeah. the time I was on with that, that's a who? Oh, well, he used to be there, but no, it's all right. It's, it's fun, though, isn't it, to pass it on?
3: Yeah, it is fun. It's bittersweet because it's been such a fun year, and it's just going to be weird. But hopefully with the National Queen, I'll still be going another year.
0: Okay. And here's the other thing is, how many times do girls want to touch your crown?
3: A lot. A lot. A lot of people say how pretty it is, too. <laughs> but I love wearing my crown. It's fun. Do you really? Yeah.
0: Okay. Okay. So, all right. That's, you know, do you wear your sash, too, and everything? Yes.
3: Yep. Yep. All right.
0: Okay. Isn't that kind of hard to cut with a crown on i mean yeah you get used to it (laughs) you got
3: to if you're the watermelon queen Oh, you got to right
0: okay all right what's this experience been like for you personally i mean as far as as a person have you been able to grow i mean oh yeah i mean have you come out out of what, what what abby normally was to now what abby normally is Yeah,
3: I definitely think I've grown as a person. Definitely communication skills, because at all of our promotions, you have to talk to a bunch of people from all different ages. I mean, whether they're just babies or, you know, whatever age, you just got to talk to all these different types of people. So it's definitely... Yeah. Pushed me out of my comfort zone, but that's part of the job. And it's been, it's been a blast.
0: Boy, I tell you what though, it, it pays in the long run, doesn't it?
3: Oh yeah. Yeah. This will definitely help me later on in life too. Well, yeah.
0: Nobody can say that there are 2020 Eliana Watermelon Queen. Only one person can say that, right? Yep. That's true. Okay. I mean, that's, that's true. Um, now as you get ready for nationals, I guess the question is how do you get ready?
3: So I'm going to actually, I do my speech for in front of our, uh, panel of, are bored and so that will help me prepare for that too. And then I'm also going to talk with the farmers and help them like ask them about growing, which I know a lot of information, but it will be cool to hear more from them. Yeah, it's
0: uh, yeah, it's and you got to put your own personal attachment to this right Mm -hmm. okay ai can't help you on this one right? (laughs) no chat gpt (laughs) won't help me out no no (laughs) No, i mean you got to do it yourself
3: yeah yeah and i'm going to talk a lot about my year and how it has impacted me and hearing all the farmers stories and they go through a lot Mm -hmm. and so that's what one of the things i'm most proud of representing them because you don't realize how much the farmers of their lives and the time that they spend putting into watermelon so it's pretty cool to represent them
0: and you see the generations of families oh Uh, yeah i mean that's just That blows your mind.
3: Yeah, you see like fifth generation, sixth generation, all that.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's nothing better than watermelon. I mean, that's, you know, we can hang our hat on a few things. History and it's watermelon, so. Yeah. Well, I always say there's two things we like here in Vincennes. We like a parade and we like a yard sale. (laughs) I think we can put put watermelon on there now. Yeah, and watermelon. And watermelon, okay. All right. All right. So um, now that you're out of school, you have a job, you live in Avon, is that what you're yes? Okay. Avon, Indiana. Okay. Yep. All right, and you you still get out the ballot. Uh, how are you now getting ready, uh, young ladies, ready to take your crown? I mean, as far as uh, do they sign up, and is there a I don't know what's the process on this?
3: So there's actually applications open now until December first, and it is 18 to 23 year old young women, and so you can apply on IlianaWatermelonAssociation dot association.com. And then we have the pageant on January 18th through 21st weekend. And that's when our convention is in French Lake.
0: Okay. And again, just go there and you never know. Yeah. Okay. I mean, whether you might be an 18 year old, maybe an, an older girl. I mean, you know, what is the average age of the other watermelon queens that you've met? Are they about your age?
3: It depends. Honestly, there's people that are 18 or there's a girl that's 23. So it just depends on how old. It's whatever stage of life honestly.
0: okay now I want people now to understand something you know they they watch the Miss America pageants and the town and stuff. This is a little difference by far, right? Yes,
3: yes. This is not, we don't like to call it a beauty pageant or it's more of a job that you're interviewing for.
0: Right, exactly. Because again, it is a one-year commitment. Yes. Okay, now what are the benefits from this?
3: So the benefits, the main benefits are that this is a job and you really get to talk to people and learn and grow so much. But you also get a $6,500 scholarship and you get a $1,500 wardrobe allowance. And then you also get paid per diem and you also get all paid travel
0: expenses too. That's incredible. So there's
3: a lot of benefits to Ah, it. That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's incredible. Yes. Well, when somebody asks you, Abby, what was the neatest thing that happened to you this year as Watermelon Queen? What would you say?
3: I think, well, promotion-wise, my favorite and the neatest thing, in my opinion, was going to the Marine Corps Marathon, and that was in Washington, D.C., and we got to pass out 10,000 pounds of watermelon, and it's cool just to see how many people, because you don't realize, you know, passing it out to a few people, but it was just such a large amount of people that love watermelon. There's 30,000 runners. So it was just cool to interact with all of them and see how much they loved watermelon.
0: Yeah, yeah. it's Everybody loves watermelon.
3: Yep, yep. yep. Now, everybody has, a,
0: everybody has a different way to slice it. Have you ever noticed that? Everybody, you can slice a watermelon, I don't know how many ways.
3: Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm still learning. <laughs> you know what
0: I do? I cut it in half, cut a circle around, cut X's, and just scoop it out. <laughs> Scoop it. <laughs> well, not yeah. scoop it. Take the knife. Yeah, in, yeah, and yeah, yeah. do it that way. And Then I just had that rind. What do I do with the rind? Well, we got a new business coming here, an industry coming in in a couple of years. I can take it to them, I guess.
3: Yep, and you can actually eat the rind too. I didn't know if you knew that. But no. Yeah, hundred percent edible. Yeah. No. You can eat it. Really? Yep. No kidding. Yep, you can. You can do anything with it. Yeah.
0: Okay. Now I. This is my second interview with Abby here in the last couple days or whatever. But. Uh, she taught me how to tell what a good watermelon is because I've, I've received some bad advice. From friends? <laughs> I'm going to trust the Ileana Watermelon Queen. How do I tell if it's a good watermelon?
3: So we like to say that you look, lift, and turn. So you want to look at it, make sure there's no dents, cuts, or bruises. And then you want it to lift it and it to be nice and heavy because it's 92% water. So you want to feel that water weight. And then you want to turn it over and look for the yellow belly on it because that's where it's been sitting on the okay, ground. The
0: flatness of yep,
3: it. Yep, that's like the ground spot. So that's oh. the part that doesn't get the sun.
0: Okay, and yep. that's good.
3: Yep, that's what you're looking for, oh, now the see, yellow I, spot. Now, see, I thought that was bad. No, some people say that, but that's what you want to look for. That's what we teach at the grocery stores. That's the best watermelon.
0: Yellow is good. Yes. Okay, now this thumping, what is that about?
3: We hear that, but it's just, it depends on, you never know what a thump, because a thump can sound different to each person. So yeah. that's why we just do the lick-lift-turn method, and so it's the same every single time.
0: Okay, good enough. Yep. If the Iliana Watermelon Queen can say it, I can believe it.
3: Yep, that's a look-lift-turn method.
0: Okay. All right, got about a minute left. Anything else you'd like to talk about?
3: I just would like to invite everybody who's 18 to 23-year-old to apply. It is such a great opportunity, and I just am very thankful for this year and I'm blessed to have been able to do this year. So if you are 18 to 23 and interested, don't be afraid to reach out to us. Um, we're on Instagram, Facebook, even the website. I believe there's a feature to chat or email on there. So it's definitely a great thing, and I wish that you apply if you're
0: all hearing this. All right. You're totally <laughs> awesome. Thank you. Thank you for, for stopping by. Me. All righty. Good luck, okay? Thank you. All righty. Stay tuned. More the morning chat coming up on WAOV.
2: Welcome back to the
0: Morning Chat here on WAOV. Glad you'd be with us this morning. Our next guest, Chris Chatton and also Harry Nolting from the Knox County Council. And actually, it's their last time this calendar year with a visit. Well, first of all, good morning. Good morning. Good morning, morning, Ed. Okay, uh, since this is your last visit during 2023, let's talk a little bit about things that have happened. and. Couple of big, big, big items. I mean, let's face it, um, two major items to talk about. First, the jail. Where are we at there?
4: The jail projects come along uh, amazingly well, considering. Kind of where we started at uh, supply chain issues, COVID, all those all those kind of kind of things. Uh, the jail, I think, is going to finish up uh, pretty well on time. Should be able to move in and uh, get things rolling here on schedule with it towards the end of the year. And then uh, the wor- the uh, work release and uh, that there shortly after first of the year should be completed with it. it uh, we had a meeting out there the other day. There's still plenty of work yet to do, but uh, but they've uh, they're to that point that it kind of starts moving a little faster anyway. Hopefully, so.
0: yeah. You guys really—you did a great job with this. I mean, considering the obstacles you had to face,
5: uh, it—you know—when it's going to be done, it's going to be amazing. Yes, the uh, community corrections, uh, the new building and moving it out of town—those are those are real positives. Uh, we'll be in a, a building that is built for supervision instead of in a make-do facility like we've had for the last few years. And so w- this is a real move forward. And with the jail, um, it gave them some uh, extra room and facilities that they needed, uh, plus uh, this is built for the future as well, because uh, part of it is just a shell that is not being built out yet. but. Uh, if we ever need to expand again, it's gonna be a pretty simple operation. Yeah, and I, I'll give
0: you guys all the credit in the world or whoever was involved with the, the the initial building of the jail is you allowed room to grow. Yes. Unfortunately, you were hoping it would never happen, but it did. And you were able to build and uh, then have enough room for community corrections. You know, so I mean, a lot of the forethought really went into this project, didn't it?
4: Yes, I mean that's the, the, been great to have those, not have to just completely reinvent the wheel. it there was kind of plans in place when it was done originally, and uh, some forethought. You're correct. It's uh, sure helpful to have that amount of extra space anyway to, to solve those issues and problems for us without having to, you know, buy ground and completely come out of the ground with a whole new whole new structure.
0: I know. I don't want to seem really excited about the jail. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I right. mean, it's not a, right. it's not something we, we just smile about. But you know what? We have people who work out there. We want to be safe. The, the prison's there for a reason. I mean, and hopefully it's for more rehabilitation, which they provide, you know, and then being able to move to a new facility for community corrections, I think just fits, doesn't it? Yes, yes. I mean, it's, it was time.
4: Yes, it was time and like getting it all, and a lot of the work release, you know, that's where they're working out there. Is it with the industrial park anyway? So that's, that makes it a lot handier and usable space for, for them and closer to where everybody's at anyway.
0: So well, the big question is gonna be is what happens to that building?
4: Well, the, the work-study committee has, has been working on those and so that's that's uh, more to come I guess on that but, uh,
5: We well uh, Make some comments about that uh, we have uh, Submitted a recommendation uh, It's it's kind of being looked at by everybody now. We're just kind of taking a a timeout where everybody can go over all the options including our recommended option and and several things have been brought up like does it have to be if we build a new building does it have to be at hillcrest uh, are there other places that could be located uh so, so there's a whole lot of things we're looking at now um we've just kind of taken a pause but we don't have to be in any hurry it'll be um it'll be a while before we can get going on this anyway mm-hmm. okay when we say a while we're we talking years no Um, by spring, we should be out of the uh, current community corrections, and then we will be able to start the renovation. So we, we don't have time to burn, but,
4: uh, we don't have to be in a rush. Yeah. The coroner and then, uh, EMA is going to move into there fairly quickly because they just don't have really any space. They need the amount of, they need, uh. Uh, John Streeter's area that he's in, out at the uh, jail, for for the, to finish up their project in space. So he's going to move in there pretty quick, and the corner will have some spot in there too. And you know, and just kind of the current space we've already got. Not spending a lot of money to make that happen, just using existing existing space in there. So immediately.
5: so immediately we'll have everybody housed for the first time. Yes. And, uh, uh, in a long time. Yeah. And and so without <clears throat> without doing much work. Uh, we can bring the, the coroner and EMA into a uh, county space. Right.
0: The other thing is, i got to ask you, in the, what kind of condition is the, um, right now, community corrections, is it, is it in good shape? I mean, we know not house people there now, but is it really in good shape to move in, or will there need to be repairs before that happens?
5: We need to do some roof work. But the building itself is sound. I mean, there's, we're going to be doing a lot of uh, retrofitting uh, once we decide exactly what's going to be done there. But um, as far as EMA and the coroner moving in, uh, they can pretty much move right in. Mm-hmm.
4: So it, it's it's good to uh, like I say well, at least get them housed and get them taken care of, and then that gives us some time to continue working on on the rest of the project and getting everybody on the same page with uh, where we go where we go from here. And, and that's been a good process so far. So
0: good, good. All right, sounds like uh, you have an idea, you got a plan, but then you got another plan behind the plan, <laughs> and then there's a third plan: <laughs> 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 the utilization of one of our parks to put a building
5: in maybe possibly, possibly yes yeah. possibly yeah. okay we do have land there okay that is available for uh for building and in, it's a uh, in a high spot we're talking hillcrest, hillcrest i'm sorry Christ, yes
4: so that's, and, you know, the dog parks up there and there's folks concerned about that because that does get a lot of usage, but, you know, that's that's something that the parks department and uh, the county government's already talked about of getting it, you know, either relocated or to another spot. So there's going to be, there's still going to be a dog park and there's still going to be, you know, a place for, uh, for, for that to happen and, and for folks to go and enjoy and use that.
0: Well, the other thing is. I, again, I'm not much in when it comes to building or real estate or whatever, but by having your own land, is it cheaper to put up some kind of a prefab building or is it easier to go buy a
5: building that's already exist? Well, Rich could answer this better than I, but you can always build or you can buy more than you can build um, with a dollar, but renovation... Depends on the kind of renovation you're going to have to do, and we looked at um, some places in town for that purpose. But the renovation um, of an old building can be prohibitive.
4: Yeah, and that was what we were. And that was the the real crutch on one of the buildings that we did look at was that it was we were going to have that. Lots and lots of money that, and most of it could be in a new building. And, and the kind of buildings you're going to need for the EMA, you don't have a lot of foot traffic, it's 911, right. so it doesn't have to be you know, it's still got to be ADA compliant and all of that. But it doesn't have to be anything that you know, we're trying to get people in and out and security and things like that. That uh, has to be done that way. You can badge in and badge out and be done. So,
0: do you have to go to a place where really you got a good Wi Fi?
4: good good study i mean that's if we're going to be running nine one one out of there at it, uh, we've got to have amazing internet and the, the spot that makes hillcrest good is just the height out there of uh, and if floodplain issues whatever else i mean those are those are things that uh, it's all good to the day it's not so, it, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, but but uh but that that does solve one of those issues at uh, at that spot anyway
0: okay all right great all right let's take a break we'll have more after this and waov
2: Welcome back to the morning chat with Ed Ballinger here
0: on W.A.O.V. Rich Chatton, Harry Nolte from the Knox County Council, our guest segment. Final appearance for 2023. And, uh, of course, one of the big uh, areas that we saw grow was the uh, local income tax because of the ambulance service and the agreement with Goodsburg Hospital and and everything there. But... uh, uh, it looks
5: like everybody's winning in this. Is are, are we happy with what's going on right now? Y- yes, we're very happy and pleased with the with the service that's being provided. Uh, we're probably in better shape than we've ever been in in that regard. Uh, it's the price tag is a little higher than we uh, than we hoped, and according to the hospital, it's in the future it's even going to be higher, uh, which I I guess isn't a huge surprise, but Um, that's the only downside is just the just the expense
0: you know medical just is that way (laughs) go to the doctor go get a test and i'm not saying it's their fault i mean that's just the way it is it's
4: just the way it is and and with the makeup of income and things in the county a lot of it's medicaid kind of runs and the 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 raising of the rates for those hasn't happened since the late 80s early 90s i think Mm -hmm. they say so there's a lot of those kind of factors that has that has taken all this into consideration but i mean it's amazing the amount of service that we do have and the quality and the timeliness and when you're when you're trapped in the car you that's you, you don't care it uh, you want it you want it there fast and you want it good and and, it, uh, and, that, and we do have that, I think. And I think the testament to that is is you don't see anybody complaining about it to, to, uh, on on Facebook or anything else. So uh-huh. that's, a, that's a testament to how you're doing good. No, so. <laughs> no. <laughs> no,
0: no, no. The only thing you see on Facebook is somebody got their order wrong at the fast food restaurant. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, we know what's important on Facebook. <laughs> yes. <Okay. it's>, uh, <laughs> all right. Well, that's my Facebook job yes. for uh, well, the morning. Okay. Let's uh, Well, let's go on a little deeper here. The... the the LIT was formed, you know, not only for public safety, but also to take care of the people who work in public safety. And we're going to probably start seeing those rewards come about, aren't we, as far as the increase in pay?
5: Oh, we already have. Have both, we? Okay. Both city and county in our budgets for next year uh, gave some pretty significant raises to law enforcement people. And that, that ha- was always one of the goals for uh, public safety LIT money and and we are delivering on that Uh, okay
4: sure it's helped you know being able to give those guys uh, a substantial raise above and beyond you know they've been getting some good raises but the retention uh, state police is paying a lot more so it's a it's a competitive market and having guys that uh, that we can keep and that are already trained and know the and know the ropes that uh, and have good experience with uh, the process that we're already doing here is that's the important thing, and being able to get those raises and have having the money and not having to go deeper in debt to keep that happening it was, the, it was one of the reasons with the LID as, as well as being able to provide good uh, emergency management uh, for the county as well too.
0: I do want to bring up one point, and you guys can agree with me on this if you like, but I'm sure you will, because I, I get the impression that despite the shortfall, we think the cost is going to go up with the hospital, we won't see that let rate go up, will we? No. No. no.
5: Um, we ask for more than we than our basic need so that we wouldn't have to come back and ask again. Okay. And so that should cover us for, for quite a while. Mm-hmm. We have no intention of any more uh, tax increases. Sometimes it's inevitable, but that's not something that we uh, that we take lightly, or that so there's no no intention of raising. uh, Even though some of the people on Facebook say that that's what's going to
4: happen, there's no
5: no plan to raise taxes again.
4: read harry's lips no new taxes <laughs> so there right. you go <laughs> wait
5: wait a minute. i'm
0: posting it right now on facebook yeah. Yeah. harry nolting harry said nolting, on my yeah, show that. That right yes. <laughs> harry nolting says no new taxes so. <laughs> and okay no okay <laughs> uh, but you know i, I guess you know it, it is serving the purpose that we wanted Absolutely. for the, yes, for it the general public yes. we're getting what we want yes well you know and then it's it's interesting because i don't know about the sheriff's department i know they got a few openings but now we're increasing uh sro's because of more grants and, right i mean we're, we're getting a lot of good law enforcement but i just heard about the city where they're coming from it's not like you know we're, we're actually taking people from other departments now. Yep. Yes. I mean, that's exciting. It is. I mean, I shouldn't say that, but for years, that's what's happened to us.
4: Mm-hmm. Right. And so we're, you know, like I said, with our raises and being able to do some things, it, uh, it has at least kept the county in, at uh, fairly full staff. I mean, this day and age, you've always got openings, I believe. It doesn't matter if you're, if you're selling cheeseburgers or you're doing doing high high office work. Well, it uh, there's, always, there's always plenty of places for employment, I think. Okay.
5: Are you happy with the budget this year? Yes, uh, very much so. Uh, The extra public safety lit money gave us a little bit of breathing room and enabled us to do some things we had wanted to do. Uh, We also um, took a look at individual positions and especially um, elected positions. Uh, In order to get good people to run for office, those need to be... um, fairly remunerated and we, we were looking at how we stacked up with other counties and we were we were behind most counties our size. So we made some adjustments there and um, I feel real good about yeah. about the twenty twenty four budget.
0: Good.
4: Yes, for the first time since, since I've been on this fifth, sixth year, or whatever, I mean, we were actually just not completely robbing Peter to pay Paul and and uh, just got, like I said, a little bit of breathing room, which is outstanding. Right, right. For a bigger project, you know, with facing some of the projects we're facing, to hopefully we can use on-hand monies instead of having to bond or having to use a lot of, you know, external money.
0: What's the biggest challenge facing council next year?
4: Well, I... Definitely just, you know, the project with the, with the space that we're going to be working with. I mean, and the great news is commissioners and the council are working great together and uh, pretty harmonious, if that's a word. And, it is uh, today. It <laughs> is today. So so it, we've been uh, real, real blessed over the last couple of years to have that, uh, to have that um, working relationship to be to be a lot better than it has been in the past and that uh, that's that's a real positive for the county when you're not reading that in the paper all the time uh, and hearing uh, everybody's bickering and carrying on and uh, and actually trying to have adults in the room to make it all happen and be nice (laughs) we never have it on the airwaves that way no No, absolutely not. never
0: never well anyway uh how do we get off on this okay well Next road I'm going to take. Okay, <laughs> the um, other things I know that you're considering. You know, every year it's it's road projects, it's bridges, it's now you guys don't do bridges. That's the commissioners, right?
4: Correct. Commissioner, they, they do roads as well too. But okay, yeah.
0: okay, what do you guys do? We we fund. Them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
5: what roads are going to be funded next year? Uh, now that's a that's
4: a definite commissioner co- question. Commissioner
5: and, a, and and county highway <laughs> um, question.
4: But they've been with Benji, and then now, now that it, uh, we've got uh, our Matt Holden Matt Hold, there, you go thank you, Matt Holden in there. Well, their Community Crossings money has been been amazing, and they've been able to attain as much of that as they possibly could for the last uh, the last number of years um, to get that to get that, and that's just an extra million dollars, it, uh, and that. Doesn't do as much as it used to. It means not near as much as it used to be, but it goes a long way to do some big longer, longer sections instead of just piecemealing the whole, right. the whole thing together. So we're been very blessed to have have that and uh, and you know some foresight into doing it, and not just who happens to live on the road. We're actually using it as a project that these roads really need done.
0: All right, of course, it's a big time of year for Knox County Parks Department. You know, out at Wallace Trails Park with the the Christmas with display, the Christmas okay. Yes. And but you get you know you got a, a new superintendent. You got uh, just a whole new attitude out there, and it's going to be
5: exciting to see what they can do in 2024. I agree. Yeah, maybe. and also looking ahead to 2024, we uh, there's a really good chance that uh, they'll break ground for uh, one of the solar projects, and so those are. Um, we actually met with another solar company that looks like uh, that we already ha- have a contract with, but they will. Uh, Most likely, break ground the following year. So those are still um, still in process, but we should see some uh, some progress in 2024.
4: Wow, sounds great. Yeah, it's those are going to be good projects, I think, uh, for for the area, for the county, and for the landowners as well, too. So that uh, this should be exciting exciting things to see how that uh, how that all shakes out at the end.
0: Okay. So anyway, uh, there's still some challenges ahead. Always, 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 always. And it always revolves around the, the mighty dollar. So uh, anyway, um, if there's one area that I have missed that this past year that maybe wasn't a big item, but an item maybe that should be recognized, what would it be? You know, if we talked about the jail, we talked about lit, we talked about public safety, there's been a lot of things go on, but. Is there an area maybe that we haven't spent a lot of time on that really that, that's happened? You know, first thing in my mind, you know, your employees got raises again.
4: Um, and we've been lucky that way, to be able to go ahead and fund, especially with inflation increases, well, it, uh, we've been able to do that, uh, good raises across the, across the board, and like Harry said, you know, an, a deeper dive into each each individual kind of employee as much as anything, so that's extremely positive to help help out with that at our, and uh, work along those lines, and insurance improvement I think is something we, we're... Always looking at, and that's expensive, and uh, try to make it a little, little better for on a family side of it, instead of just individuals. So I think that's one of the goals, hopefully, for next year as well, too.
5: Okay, and it's been a good year for um, economic development. We've seen some new businesses uh, start. Um, of course, the big news with uh, Agro Renew, uh, that hopefully will be a a home run for the community uh skill precast is uh, is going up they'll be in business before too long uh we've had some expansion in some of our local industries and so it's been a a year of progress for economic
4: development yeah
0: okay here's to a good year next year
4: here's to a good year next year oh. and uh Always, always looking forward to uh, everybody enjoying enjoying the process. So that's what uh, that's what that's what we're looking forward to next year.
0: Well, gentlemen, appreciate you coming in. That you uh, were stay loyal to me this year, and uh, look forward to talking to some of you. I don't know who's going to be next year. <laughs> appreciate it. Thank you, guys. <laughs> thank thank, thank you. you, Ed. All right, stay tuned. Midday Edition is next on WAOV.